And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister Mary. How are you doing? Woof, woof, woof. Oh, I'm yeah. good again, Kev. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Season 7 has started off with a bang. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. we are about to continue it right now by covering Season 7, Episodes 3 and 4, Andy's Play, and Sex Ed. Yes. Which, Sex Ed, when I read the title, I was like, oh, this is going to be like something including either Todd Packer or a conference room. That one was different. Not what you were expecting. Not what I was expecting, and I liked it for a reason that I don't typically like episodes. Oh. And I also liked this first one, which is Andy's play. This one was good. Before we get into this, though, uh, why don't you let everybody know what happened last week on The Office? (laughs) Absolutely, dude. So last week, we opened up season seven with uh, Nepotism, where everybody hates Michael's nephew, who he hired as the assistant. And then finally let it out that and, and Michael it let's happened. let's go what he calls capital punishment. Yes, and he, he spanks corporal. Yeah, <laughs> corporal punishment. He spanks his nephew who was Evan Peters. And um, Still don't know. <laughs> Kevin did not take the time to Google in, in the week's time. Nah, nah. But um he spanks him. And as punishment, he has to undergo counseling sessions, which he's pretty psyched about until he finds out it's with Toby, which leads us into episode two, counseling, where Michael has to endure six hours of counseling with Toby. And it's probably one of the most gift episodes, one of the most memeable episodes. Did you use GIF as a verb? Yes. (laughs) Um, It's GIF, by the way. GIF. The sure? creator called says it's like with a, a J like sound. Like the peanut butter? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not GIF. GIF. As GIF. most people. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, um, also, Dwight was refused service at a store, so they give him a Pretty Woman-esque makeover. Um, and Pam weasels her way into... An uh, extra 40 grand a year. Well, I wouldn't say an extra 40 grand. Well, she's going to do it, apparently, but she never earned it. Yeah. We'll say it that. Yeah. I mean, she did earn it, no, but she didn't, she didn't apply she for didn't it. She didn't earn it, because it's not even a real she position. Was a, she was the receptionist <laughs> but forever, o- and she basically of, handled all of that already. Office administrator is not a position. There's If there's no position, you're not guaranteed $40,000. Yeah. It's part of the reason. She's going to be doing Aaron, part of Aaron's job yeah. and making an extra forty k a year. Woo woo. <laughs> so unethical. That's an industrious woman. Business so yeah that brings us up to this one here Mm -hmm. and this one was different and it was different in a few ways mostly the setting and what was going on Mm -hmm. so i mean i gave up on the whole this not being a sitcom yeah a long time ago i gave up on i'm glad you finally oh a long time ago yeah i I was just i mean in the first episode or i think it was the second episode they just kind of threw away that whole conceit (laughs) but um so this one doesn't take place on office property, mm-hmm. for, uh, maybe the first five minutes. Do, yeah. And the rest of it is in another location. And it's, <laughs> it centers around Andy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right now you're looking at things that I don't typically <laughs> like, but I gave this one a pretty high grade and I liked it. So I it, enjoyed it and too. And there's a lot of other, I know we're going to go off on tangents on this one. Yes. So 
let's start off here. The cold open. Andy enters the office in a costume, like yes. a sailor. A outfit. sailor's outfit, like Porky Pig with the pants, essentially. <laughs> and um, Porky Pig in it. He puts Porky Pig in it is a real thing. So, Dude, I have to explain that to somebody. It's not a common thing that people it's, hear. Apparently, it's not. But like Bill I, Schultz came up with. I it. made a joke about it um, to one of my husband's friends, and they're like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> <laughs> well, was it? Who are you describing? As Porky Pigging It. I, I don't even remember the context. Now, Porky Pigging It, for the listeners, if you haven't heard Who that don't phrase. don't know. That is like when you walk around in just a shirt with nothing else on. Like, no pants, no underwear. <laughs> You're Porky Pigging It, just like the cartoon character. I don't know. I don't remember the exact context of the conversation, but I had said like something like, oh, Porky Pigging It, and they're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and I had to explain it to them, like, oh, like, Donald Ducking. I'm like... Yeah, but not the same. I'm like, it, it is, but it's not. It sounds better when you say Porky Pig in it. Exactly. It has like, I don't know why, there's just like an extra edge to it. Yeah. Because Donald Duck's more innocent. Exactly. Porky Pig, like... He's an uncle. Oh, that's true. He has a nephew, so yeah. he shouldn't be doing exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, yes. go on. So Andy enters the office in this outfit. He puts a boombox on the reception. That starts playing music. And he's singing that's a Sweeney Todd. Yes. All of a sudden, these other actors in period garb burst in, <laughs> and we get like this live-action performance where mm-hmm. they're in character. Dwight has a knife at the ready, just because they're like going around with razors yeah, and shit. They have their razor blades. I love Angela though, because we are all Angela. If that actually oh, happened yeah, like, in an office, fuck? she's like, "What the hell is happening?" It's almost like a flash mob, <laughs> and they're going in there. They're all dressed up like they're from like a fucking Tim Burton movie, <laughs> just running around singing. And we find out it's Andy's theater group that mm-hmm. they're performing Sweeney Todd. And, the uh, loose screw. Is that what it that's is? The what loose it's screw called. theater. The loose cr- is that loose a real? Screw. No. Okay. It's not a real theater. Okay. So Michael, like they end, everybody claps or whatever, and yeah. Michael's like, it, he's like, loves it. He's like, yeah. that's amazing. I auditioned, and he doesn't realize he didn't make the cut. Yeah. He's like, what character am I? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, they posted a month ago. He's like, who am I? <laughs> he thinks he's in it. So the show proper opens. Andy is with Aaron at, at reception. And he gives her two comp tickets to the final night. Mm-hmm. And Gabe, she tells him that Gabe can't make it. And Andy does a talking head where he says he wants to be with Aaron again. And show tunes are foolproof to get to a woman. Show tunes are so good that sometimes guys fall for other guys singing. Yeah. And I think at this point, now that show tunes have brought, been brought up, we grew up in a household here together as young kids where our mother played like musicals oh god yeah constantly and not just like the movies and not just like disney no but like rogers and hammerstein shit yep. but she would play she hooked up our stereo in the living room this is like mid 90s yeah she the stereo my dad rewired it through the ceiling in, to the office yeah like 25 feet away into his office on the other By side the of the kitchen, kitchen so that she could and, listen yeah to he it. had huge speakers in there yep. so the entire bottom floor of our house was pounding with fucking Oklahoma, Oklahoma singing in the rain, uh, South Pacific, like yep. all that shit, and Mary Poppins, The Wizard of Oz, Mimi like all, St. Louis, all everything. of all of these movies that have these big elaborate musical numbers yep. and these crescendos and shit, yep. like that's if how you we don't grow. listen to the overture. We won't. Oh, I'm getting to that. That is the <laughs> that is a low key highlight of that episode. That yes. quote, but like we grew up with this shit. Oh yeah, not Sweeney Todd. That one. I, I listen. Or Greece, well, I fucking know Greece, dude. Greece. How many times did we watch fucking Greece in this? And house? not know how what the real meaning of the songs. And are? this is why I was the so, Chicksel Cream. This is yes. He rubs plastic over his junk. This like. is why I was so happy when our first brother was born because, like, <laughs> as a kid, 
it was just like I was outnumbered by you and our other sister. Yeah. So, it, you know, my my mom, my sisters, we want to watch the Little Mermaid shit. And like I'm outbrothered or outnumbered. Outbrothered. Oh, we still watched Jurassic we Park, we and st- Teenage no, no. Mutant Ninja Turtles. We still had Power Rangers. I had my moments, but like there's a reason that the Bodyguard soundtrack was played throughout the house <laughs> all the fucking time. All right, I fucking became a Whitney Houston fan. And- Oh Celine God. Dion. I don't remember Celine Dion being played. Is that true? Yes. Gross. But oh my God. Like <laughs> so like this episode like hit a note for me personally where I'm like, yeah, these people like bursting out into song and shit. I'm like, this was like a normal part of my upbringing. <laughs> like in this house. And the funny thing is like our father is like couldn't give a shit oh, less no. about any of that. No. Nope. Although he watches the male musicals like Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> where we have Ray Charles and James Brown and uh yep. Fucking and he loves Donald Meatloaf. Th- oh yeah, the operatic stylings <laughs> yeah. of Meatloaf. Yellow, like to this day, the only song, like the only singer our dad, like I'll ever hear him sing, like if he's in the car meatloaf. and he doesn't think anybody's listening or something, he's like, "I would do anything yeah. for love." He's all about that <laughs> shit. But yeah, musicality is a big thing in this house. Mm-hmm. Growing up, it was huge. So like this episode, like I said, hit a note for me where yep. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Swing your razors high. <laughs> So stupid. Rocky Rocky Horror Picture Show is like the one that we never... Yes, that's the one mom was yeah, never... Mom... She was just like, meh. Well, I think because we were kids and she didn't want us like watching transvestites. it. Yeah, transvestites. Yeah, transvestites. We'd be asking questions that she Dr. didn't want to answer. Dr. Frankenfurter. She didn't want to answer questions of like a six-year-old. But then, then again, we watched Hocus Pocus how many times... What's a virgin? Why oh, yeah. does he light a candle? Well, yeah, D- Disney did that. Man. They dug their own grip. We're family yeah, friendly. Did. What's a virgin? <laughs> so, anyway, um, Andy wants to be with Aaron again. So, whatever. <laughs> like, fuck it. This is, this is like, the I got, like, bad foreboding when this happened. When Andy's talking about getting with Aaron again, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, don't do this. I did, like, um, oh, never mind. It's coming up. Okay, okay. So, Andy asks everyone if they're coming. And Jim and Pam don't have a sitter. Mm-hmm. And Dwight... Oh, my God. This is so fucking great. Dwight says he had a bad experience at Cats. A, a man dressed as a cat sat on my lap. And there are... Oh, Rom Tom This is another one. is a curious so cat. This was the boy. second evolution, I think, of our musical. <laughs> so, like... Our, it was musical theater. We, well, we took musical appreciation in high school. Yes. And our music teacher was fucking boss. Oh yeah, and we used to watch. He'd have the Broadway thing of Cats mm-hmm. into the woods, into the original the '80s version. Into the woods, the Baker's house. Yeah, with the fucking the Baker. There's the wolf with the cock. Yeah. like the wolf's just got a big penis, then he's howling at the little girl. And uh, this is all real. I swear, yes. yeah, this is real. Yes. And um, but the fucking cats though, Rum Tum Tugger, dude. I'll never forget. I'm sitting in the music appreciation. I have. Like, I've only seen the pictures, like, when Cats comes to town for, yeah. like, the theater, and they're like, come see Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats, yeah. and shit like that. And I'm just like, oh, that looks weird. It is weird. Yeah, it gets weird, because I watched it, and Rum Tum Tugger, I remember he shows up, and he just does the whole thing. Yeah. And one of the guys in class just goes, is that John Travolta? <laughs> and then that set, like, a new standard in my mind. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of, like, face-off era Travolta as Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> But I just find it funny that Dwight took the time to go to the theater. Well, he probably went with Angela. Oh, that's true. Oh, that makes sense. Cats, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the way he goes, a man dressed as a cat sat in my lap. It's very strange. And lest we forget, that's Andy weird. dressed up as Rum Tum Tugger. Or was he? Or was he one of the Thundercats? No, he was Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> so fucking that that costume was great. Oh. So Andy is begging Michael to come. But Michael's pissed that he didn't get the role. So Andy, like, basically tells him they brought in a ringer for yeah. the Sweeney Todd role. Like, none of them were good enough. Like, they had to get a guy from out of the area to come yeah. in and do it. 
And like that kind of warms Michael over and he says he'll be there. So Angela is in Dwight's office. Dwight has an office for as a business manager. Mm-hmm. Or the He's a building the building manager. Yeah, yeah, he has a layer. And uh she's in there and she wants him to take her. Yep. And he he does a talking head where he says he's not attracted to her anymore. Just uh, contractually obli- obligated uh, to create a baby with yes. her. Yes. <laughs> but eventually he backs down and Angela does a talking head where she kinda intimates that you know, it would be nice if Dwight fell in love with her it again. It would be allowed via the... Oh, by the, the contractual... Contract. Yeah. Like, Article 7, Clause 69 or whatever, you know. And Andy... Would go, allow it. We see Andy go to Jim and Pam in the break room. And, like, he gets all excited because they say they'll work on finding a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a niece my family never told me about. <laughs> yeah, Jim's like, that would be weird for several reasons. <laughs> so, we go to the theater now. And Mike arrives with a big thing of balloons like the old man from Up. And Stanley, who is not, with Cynthia, his yes. mistress, and they never said if his wife and him got a divorce, but everything he does, he's with this mistress. Well, I think he did, because if you remember, um, Stanley took, what, a golf club to Michael's car? Oh, that's right, he destroyed that his car. Because Cynthia... Was that the first... That was gossip. That was season one's opener, right? Or season six opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because Stanley... Um, Michael does a talking head and says, like, Stan... Or, Cynthia was already curious, or not curious. Cheating. Uh, no, Cynth- Cynthia's Terry was Terry suspicious. was already suspicious yeah. because they'd already been caught together. Yeah. So and Stanley said he he stopped it. So I guess Stanley's just with it. her now. I yeah. Okay. I mean, he brought her to the wedding. That's true. Yeah, he brought her to the wedding. He brought her to something else, like. And uh, Phyllis made the comment like, "Oh, funny! Last time I wore this hat, your wife loved yeah. it." <laughs> I just love that Stanley's just like, "Fuck it, I yeah. don't care. I'm banging her." And so, Michael even makes a point when he's like talking about being with Donna. Like, in what world does Stanley get two lovers <laughs> and I get one? Well, in the Christmas episode, Stanley's gonna burn in hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a woman approaches Michael and asks if he's the guy who did an entire Law and Order episode as his audition. <laughs> Michael looks very uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, nope, nope, not me. So Andy pops out and he thanks everybody for coming, but then he finds out Aaron is babysitting for Jim and Pam. Yep. And she does a talking head where she she says the 13-year-olds have a stranglehold on the babysitting uh, racket in this town. It's like a babysitter's club. And that's what I was talking about last week when I said there's hacky jokes that they are just like putting in not like bottom level I feel bad that Ellie Kemper had to fucking act this out yeah like it's so stupid it's so below a national television show (laughs) it really is this is like something from like parental control on MTV or something like Like, it was to the point where I was like I don't know if they're trying to make a joke or if they're trying purposely to To make make it that bad and when you can't tell the difference it's bad it's not landing yeah so Andy does a talking head he's just visibly disappointed she's not there yeah Mike is now in the, uh, I was going to say arena, but auditorium, Auditorium. sitting with Daryl, and Daryl says his plumber is Sweeney Todd, that the director, (laughs) it says here the director discovered him at karaoke. (laughs) So, like, Michael's just, like, stewing. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and he's, like, trying to say something, but the music starts up, and this is when Daryl leads over and goes, shh, if we don't listen to the overture, we won't recognize the musical themes later on. (laughs) I love I love film or like theater maven Daryl yes. like fucking awesome. but it's so true it is very true so the play begins and Jim and Pam are in the wrong seats and have to go back and sit by Michael they're trying to get away from Michael so how did Kelly and Ryan get they got like front row, row yeah I don't know and Ryan has his iPad because he's a douche what a douchebag Angela fakes getting gum on her clothes and she goes to go change mm-hmm. while Dwight just tells a stranger that Andy's a horrible salesman. 
<laughs> well, the, so this part confused me. So you saw Stanley asleep. He's yeah. snoring. Yeah. And then Angela does that. But Dwight is leaning over and he's like, I work with that guy. He's a terrible salesman. But the he's look like on proud. his face is yeah. like, he's like proud to yeah. know Andy. Like Andy's a great performer. Horrible salesman. Yeah. And we both he... fuck the same woman. <laughs> like I'm waiting for like shit like that to come up. <laughs> but he, like his face genuinely looks like he's proud of like Andy. Like a dad who's watching his son do yeah. something. Yeah. So it's intermission now. And they're all out there, like, getting refreshments. <laughs> and the director spots Michael and says he'll find a role for him in a future show. Yeah, keep on going with the same, same, uh, oh, what did he say? Fervor uh, Fervor, or yeah. Like, and, like, treating Michael like a child, basically. Yeah. Like, you'll get there one day. Yeah. So Michael... You'll ride that bike with uh, no training <laughs> yeah. wheels someday, kid. Basically. So Michael swipes a bottle of wine and takes off. Uh, we see Angela show back up in tight jeans and a checkered shirt. And heels. Oh, what's she wearing? She's wearing wedges. Like she was, like she's like posing for FarmersOnly.com or well, something. Well, that's what he says. Why do you look like a seed catalog model? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, these are my gardening clothes. It's these all I have. These are my dirty gardening clothes. Yeah. Uh, so Dwight. Creed is doing a review on the play. Oh, I'm getting there. Because oh, okay. Dwight is like. When Dwight sees Angela, oh, he's yeah. like interested again. He's like, yep. you see the eye of the tiger? Like, oh. Yeah. Um, Pam calls Aaron. To make sure everything's okay with the baby. Mm-hmm. And everything seems... Oh, Aaron, let me put a fucking three-month-old on the phone. <laughs> she's not even in the scene, and she's fucking ruining it's, it. It snowballs. <laughs> so, oh. the show starts up, and Michael pulls, like, the bottle of wine out. It's, a, it's like a scene from Greece, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's sneaking a bottle of wine in, he's trying to drink it. And he's got the flask, like, sunny at the, uh... The sock hop. The, yep. Or American Bandstand. American Bandstand. So, Meredith sees it. So, of course, it gets passed around like it's a high yep. school party now. And uh, Andy backstage is looking at his text and email mm-hmm. for messages from Aaron. There's nothing there. Yeah. And that's when we go outside and Creed is in the hallway on his phone like a 1940s newspaper writer. <laughs> and he's going, he's reading Just critical... fisted Yeah. He's reading critical notes about the play. The real terror comes from the vocal performances. <laughs> Full stop. Next paragraph. <laughs> oh, it's great. So Andy gets a main scene now with Sweeney Todd, and a phone starts going off. And they both do this thing where they're like working around it like, oh, a bird There's is a chirping. Bird. Someone should stop that bird from chirping. Mm-hmm. And then we find out it's Andy's phone. And he <sighs> shuts it off, but then it goes off again. And he's trying to check it because he wants to see Because it heard a voicemail yeah. got left. So the scene is dying a slow death, basically. Ugh. And it's just like all... Sweeney Todd's losing his cool. Yeah, God is. damn it, shut off your phone! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that Michael is trying to open the wine again. And he loses the balloons and the wine bottle goes down. And you hear it rolling down the auditorium, hitting each row of chairs. Oh. again. Everybody's frozen on stage. And um, they try to start the scene again when it stops. Of course, the balloons pop in the lights, start going crazy. A baby cries, and Jim and Pam turn around. And, and Kelly screams. <laughs> yeah, ah! <laughs> they turn around, and Aaron is in the back of the auditorium yeah, with, with the, the baby. baby. And like they run up there, and like they take her in the back, and they're all pissed off. And Aaron's just like, "Well, you made this place sound so good. I wanted to see Andy, and we were. I was just gonna take her and get her ice cream on the way home." And, like, Jim and Pam are just talking over each other, like, furious, like, pissed off. I would be, too. Yeah. And, like, they just, like, we're going to take her home. Like, you, whatever, just stay here or whatever you want. We're I don't going. give a shit. Get away from me. Yeah. So, the cast <laughs> takes a bow now. It's the end of the play. 
Everybody's like comes out and does their bow, mm-hmm. and Mike is the only person booing Sweeney Todd. Oh my God. And it's a boo, and the guy catches him and shoots him like a look, like who the fuck's that? Yeah, what's this guy? But I do love again. Stanley is all of us when they do the standing ovation, and he's like, "Are you fucking? I gotta get off. Fine." Oh. So, uh, Angela and Dwight are leaving, and again, he has the eye of the tiger, and she knows it. Yep. Uh, at the after party... Like there's, like, wind blowing in her hair. Oh, yeah, and she's like, and she knows it. She's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, she's gonna fuck him in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So, they're at the after party, and the lead guy, Sweeney Todd, is talking to Daryl, because he's his plumber. Yo, man, how's your toilet? <laughs> he's like, quiet, man. <laughs> Silent, like, man. Yo, this plumber's got pipes. That's my favorite line. <laughs> fucking great but then he confronts michael about booing him he's like i saw you you're the only one you booed me what's that about and that's when creed steps in and goes michael michael back off i saw this guy kill a bunch of people (laughs) like all of a sudden creed doesn't know what's reality right (laughs) fucking great um andy's with aaron they're joking around with props on stage and happy to be hanging out again Mm -hmm. And then Angela's out in the parking lot. She leaves Dwight hanging with blue balls. Yeah, she does. Uh, but she punches his card anyway mm-hmm. before leaving. Like, count it as sex. Mm-hmm. And, like, Dwight's just like, mm. I don't, you know, <laughs> he's got that werewolf look. Like, that sex-crazed yeah. werewolf look. Like, I'll do anything! Oh, my God, I want to fuck! <laughs> like, uh, so Andy and Aaron are sitting in the theater talking, and she gets a call from Gabe. And she leaves Andy, and Andy's all sad. Mopey Andy's worse. You know what? The, I honestly didn't mind Andy. No, he's okay, because he's like... Just, he wasn't Aaron as obnoxious. fucking atrocious. Which is stupid. Yeah, the character is a I, Like, it's to the point where I can't fucking stand her, and I have to deal with season seven, eight, and nine of if her. If you were going to tell me that a episode based around Andy being in a musical was going to be okay, and that Andy would not be a problem in it, I would have, like... Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, I think Pam's quote... I wouldn't believe it. I think Pam's quote in this episode oh, yeah. is probably the most true. Andy's really good. It's really nice to see him singing, you know, in the appropriate setting. <laughs> yeah, when he's not at work. Yeah. So, uh, Jim and Pam have a whatever scene. I don't know. What are they going to do? They're going to drink or something? I oh. actually checked out. <laughs> yeah, no, so did I. Okay. <laughs> so, they're like, we have a gift ba- a bottle of Irish cream. Maybe we can mix it with orange juice. And immediately, my stomach went... Burble, burble, burble. But yeah. apparently, it's called a dream sickle. Oh, cool. It's a real drink. And I, it sounds gross as fuck, but apparently it's... I'll be trying that on vacation. Yeah, it's a real thing. Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, everyone comes onto stage, and they're giving Andy props for his show. They're trying to pick him up because they know he's sad. And it ends with him... Daryl's playing the piano. He's singing um, Macy, Macy Gray. Grace, I try. Yeah. And we see a montage of, like, Angela driving all happy, like, ooh, I got to Dwight. Mm-hmm. Dwight moping into the theater, sitting down alone, singing along with Andy. Oh God. And then Jim and Pam toasting, you know, their, their shitty glasses. drink. Because the daughter wouldn't go to sleep. Yeah. Every time they tried to take her out of the car, she'd wake up. So they're just sitting in the car drinking. And, and he said it, he said it was like the Hurt Locker. Do you know what that is? That's like the bomb. It's about I.E. The guy who defuses bombs in, like, Iraq, I think oh. it is. Or, yeah, it's, it's a movie about a military guy who, like deals with bombs oh so that's why i think like it's so oh he's trying not yeah, to detonate it it's gotcha, fragile gotcha. Yeah. okay so we close the episode with michael's audition where he does every Dun-dun. single thing from law and order which includes um being two detectives yes. who find a guy who's and the choked cleaning with, lady the guy who's choked with his own belt and he goes looks like a classic case of autoerotic asphyxiation and the other guy goes well, he's not the only one tightening his belt in this economy. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And that's our episode. Yes. Would you give it, Bear? I gave it a three point eight, and I said, I, "This is legit." My notes, guys. Aaron's a moron, but everything else was pretty funny. <laughs> I gave it a four. 
Nice. And I liked the like I liked the idea of it because it was different, but yes. not like totally crazy. Because like there's been a bunch of episodes, and I thought we were headed there. Where because with like Andy in the off beginning, site. no, oh. no, with Andy in the beginning, where he's like, "Who's coming?" I thought it was gonna be another one where everybody blows it off. Yeah, because that's like a common like the art theme. show. Yeah, the art show is like the first thing that came to my yeah. mind. And there was another thing with Michael where they blew it off. And I was like, oh, everybody's just going to be dicky and back up. But mm-hmm. everybody went. Yeah. And everybody got involved and everybody had a scene and mm-hmm. it was good. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration He was there. Was there. Cynthia the whore was there. Um, <laughs> Stanley's just as much of a whore. Yeah, but, he is. Um, he's probably more of a whore. Oh, totally. Well, Although a, they were both married. He's been three so. times, right? Three marriages from Stanley, I think. Yeah. But um, Terry is not my mother. She's my stepmother. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so the thing... That I, I would say the weakest part, and I know it had to happen because it's the office. The the entire scene with the phone going off and Andy, like, not only did it kill the play dead, but it theoretically, like, not even theoretically, to me, it really killed the episode dead for about three minutes. Yeah. Before the whole shit with Michael, like, took it back. Yeah. But, like, the shit where he's, like, scrounging on, it really was it, kind of a show killer in the middle. I didn't, I mean. Maybe it's just the way he delivered the one line. He's like, but you're a barber, so that's legit. Like, that made me <laughs> yeah, he giggle. Yeah, he gives away the fact, he's like, yeah. you're a murderer, but not really. I, we haven't I gotten to that, that part yet. of the show yet. Like, he's breaking <laughs> the fourth wall and everything. Yeah. And, but, like, it was difficult to watch. Yeah, and, but I think that that scene was supposed to be difficult to watch. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean. It was meant to be cringy and yeah. all that. But, like, it's supposed to bring the... It like was a, almost too yeah, cringy. Yeah, it was very... And then the shit with Aaron's rough. Where she's gonna, she, and then when she said, "Oh, we just stopped by," you know, you had the baby seat, and Jim's like, "Oh, well, that was like in case there was an emergency and you had to take her to the hospital." And Why would I need to take her to the hospital? Like, yeah. this woman should not be entrusted with an order of pins, this, let alone a fucking human child. This character is too much. She's too stupid. Yeah. But there, I, it is so illogical. To and have Gabe. somebody that stupid. To have Gabe with her makes no sense either. I know he's lonely. Like, we covered that at the end of yeah. season six. I know he goes to Amsterdam to get his rocks off uh, and that. But, like, this one, like, that makes no sense. They have nothing in common. Well, didn't she, is it, it's next, or it's this episode in the beginning when she's like, um, yeah, I'm not really, I don't really like him. And if he wasn't my boss, I wouldn't have said yes. That was at the beginning of the last, the season opener, one I think. One of them, yeah, yeah. when he kisses her. Ugh. Yeah, so... It's like, oh, that's good. Overall, though, I enjoyed it. The oh, Sweeney yeah, no, Todd the guy episode was great. Sweeney Todd guy oh, was hilarious. How he had, like, a New York accent. Oh, you're the one who booed me. Yeah, I'm a fucking plumber. <laughs> How's your toilet like, doing, Daryl? But he's, he's all dressed up like a fucking vampire. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, just, it, it's one of those things where, like, when you think about it, like, musical theater and musicals in general are absurd. Yeah. Like, people just breaking out into song and shit yeah. like that. And, like vampires and ghosts and goblins and shit so like seeing a guy who's in that world like try to be a serious person yeah it adds like an extra level of funny but so that'll do it for that one we liked it yeah uh that brings us to season seven episode four sex ed but before we go into that everybody why don't you subscribe to the show and you could do that through the Jenny Position podcast feed, where you can find other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Freak Out, Drive In, Journey Through Infinity, and so much more. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter yes. at Brosis Podcast, where we like to keep it funky, fresh over there. A lot we like of weird to keep shit. it light and yeah. Kevin shares some weird shit over there. If I find something funny, I will share it. Oh yeah, and I, I will like comment. to share my memes, and I also like to uh, share our favorite screen grabs from. Our uh, weekly episodes. Yes. So head on over there again. That's at Brosis Podcast on Twitter. Or if you want to send us some more long form feedback, 
can always reach out to us at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. And we would be happy to get back to you. We're happy to read it on the show and comment on it in real time together. Absolutely. And be a bunch of assholes to each other. <laughs> that's pretty much what it'll devolve to. what we to. like to do. So, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all that, yeah. right? You can find us. All that, that share and the show and Share the show. We'd greatly appreciate that. We yep. love you all. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love you. I'm going to turn into brother <laughs> oh, love no. with our fans. All right, guys. So that brings us into episode four, Sex Ed. Okay. What did you think about this one before we start? I really enjoyed it. I liked it, and I hated it, and I... There were parts that I didn't love, but yeah. there were parts that I did love. I think I gave it a high grade, and I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. We'll see. All right, but, we'll see. All right, go ahead. All right, so guys, our cold open. Uh, Dwight arrives at a building, I guess, a parking lot, and he just starts going, hola. Ola, I don't think they Ola. got the permits to do it in front of a Home Depot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. Oh, my God. So he's looking for day laborers. And um, then we see there's an interview with one of the day laborers and a child who's, who's translating. translating for him. And basically he's like, we don't go with that man. <laughs> Men go with him and they don't come back. We've lost friends, family. We don't know what he, do- what he does with them. And then the guy's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm getting too <laughs> upset. <laughs> like... Like, they really think that this guy is, like... Murdering. It's, it's like a John Wayne Gacy scenario. Oh, God. <laughs> like, Dwight is a clown. Yeah. So then Dwight explains that he goes looking for day laborers and say that they will get paid at 6 o'clock. And at 5.45, an INS agent, Moe's, takes them in a van to Harrisburg and tells them that it's Canada. Basically just to get out of paying them. Like, how that's fucking horrible. That's a long horrible. drive. That's a long drive. It's two out- well, yeah, that's why they think it's Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... So now this white man approaches Dwight's car, and he's speaking Spanish. An undercover cop, I'm assuming, right? I think that's the implication. I guess. Because this dude is, like, blonde. Yeah, His name is Nate. Yeah, but he's speaking Spanish, and he's like, De donde, where are you from? (laughs) Which, de donde is, where are you from? Oh, okay, see, I, again, non-Spanish speaker here. Yeah, that's true. But he's like, uh, Scranton, and before that, La Philadelphia. La Philadelphia, yeah, that one. (laughs) And he's like, do you speak English? Yes, I speak English very well. Okay, good, me too. They go together. So then we're at the office, and Dwight announces that this is Nate. He is a new maintenance man, and that he's going to be taking down the hornet's nest by the door. And that Dwight has left him all the tools he needs to be successful. Oh, Oh, yeah. And we see out the window, there's a blowtorch, a bow and arrow... Some kind of pesticide pump, um, a knife, yeah. a baseball bat, and everybody's just watching him like, oh my god, what's he going to choose? And then he picks up the blowtorch, and everybody's like, oh my god, no, no, no! <laughs> but w- might we also add that Phyllis says how she got stung up the, up her dress, yes. and uh, Dwight says that poor hornet. <laughs> so then um, he puts the blowtorch back, Nate does, and everybody's like, oh, thank god! And then he picks up the baseball bat and he starts whacking the yeah. shit out of it. And everything's like, oh my it's god! It's the worst thing he could have done. Oh my god! And that's our cold open. Yep. He's getting attacked <laughs> by the hornets. <laughs> so now um, Michael arrives and he's wearing a fake mustache. And he's playing it off like as a joke. And But then it falls off in front of everybody. And he's like, yeah, Phyllis, I have a pimple. Avril Lavigne gets him too. <laughs> Avril Lavigne's like 40 now. Right? But um, Meredith walks up and she's like, that's not a pimple, Michael. That's a cold sore. And he's like, oh, is that all? He doesn't realize that it's herpes. And she has to tell him. And Meredith um, was like, yeah, no, I have herpes too. Except it's on my genitals. <laughs> and that's when Kevin says, you have a penis? <laughs> oh, my God. So awesome. So 
we're in the break room and everybody's talking shit on Meredith. They're grossed out. Yeah, they're what like, do- how disgusting. That's what you get when you treat your body like a landfill. An outhouse. An outhouse. That's what Angela says, <laughs> which is the most vivid <laughs> image. It's so gross. And my, but Andy is the only one sticking up for her. We don't know why, but Andy is sticking because, up yes, for her. Yes, we do. Because of the way the room is situated. Oh, that's right. Cause Aaron, Aaron is on. She's sitting so on. So Gabe Gabe's has desk. a window. Yeah, to the break room. Yeah, and it's open, and she's sitting on the desk, like in the window. Yeah. And Andy says that as an RA in college, the most, um, was well, the most popular, not popular, but the the most easily spread STD. Yeah, STD, and he's about to say it, and he sees her, and he goes, "Is ignorance?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh yeah." Like, he's trying to, this is still going on. Yeah, but this moron isn't able to stick up for Meredith herself. Like, she she, has to peer pressure Andy into doing it. She didn't peer pressure him into doing it. He did it himself. Fuck her. Oh, come on. So anyway. That's not even fair. Oh, fuck her. Okay, okay, fuck her. Say it again. Fuck her. Fuck her. Anyway, then Meredith walks in and Angela gets all of her shit and she's holding her breath until she leaves the break room. She gets in the hallway and she's like, oh my God. So now uh, Michael and Dwight are trying to figure out how he got herpes. And um, Dwight says that he must notify all of the women that he may have gotten it from or that he may have given it to. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what about Holly? And Michael says, no, Holly it's was all clean. She was clean. So he calls Donna and he's like, oh, I have a disease for which there is no cure. H, and she's like, oh my god, I, oh my god, <laughs> and she thinks he's going to say HIV AIDS, yeah. and he's like, R, P, and she goes, do you have herpes? <laughs> and he's like, does your husband have it? She's like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> she gets all pissed off. She's like, do you mean to tell me I have to get tested for herpes? <laughs> and he basically just hangs up on her. <laughs> yes. So then Andy um, asks for everybody's attention, and everybody gives him shit, because apparently he does this really often. Which I didn't even think of, but I'm like. Yeah, I can think of that a few times that Andy has done that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so Secretary's then, Day, I think, was the last time. Yep. And so Michael calls Holly, and uh, they're flirting a little bit. And then Andy comes back into the office, and he brought everybody pizza in order to bribe them into having a conversation about Sex STDs. Yeah. Yep. Um, so now, back, Michael and Holly are talking, and... He's like, oh, what we had was so great. If we were still together, we'd be married and we'd have, have twins. And she's like, you romanticize everything too much, dude. Like, we had... A, a fun t- fling. Uh, like, we had a fun fling. I've been dating AJ for a year and a half now. And he, AJ sucks. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he gets up, like, he gets upset and he, like, hangs up on her. Yeah. And Toy's like, you didn't tell her about the herpes. <laughs> 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 Just to add some salt into that wound. Um, so Michael and Dwight go to see Jan. She's still crazy as fuck. Oh, the Doris Day cover yes. album. She's like, oh, do you mean how my uh, single mother, a director of a uh, hospital, st- like, supplies... She buys the supplies for the office. Yeah, yeah and er, she's like... Hospital. And, uh, you know, put out a Doris Day cover on my own... Uh, my own... She has her own label. Label, yeah. What do you I think the name know. would be? Oh, God. You gotta think of, like, what would... Sambuco? Asambuco? <laughs> Awesome. I'm trying to think of like things that would jam, like what the name of her. Label I am the huntress. <laughs> the huntress. Huntress. Oh my god! Yeah. Totally. So now uh, Michael freezes and like he freezes up because he's like, uh. Mm-hmm. And Dwight leaves looking for an operation. Dwight uh, operating theater. room theater. Yeah. Dwight's like the straight man in this part because like Jan is like singing. Yeah. Like, uh, and Dwight just looks at Michael. And he's like. 
I don't get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's like uh, bringing home the bacon. Cook it up in a pan, and she just starts like blasting. <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck?" She just bursts into yeah. song randomly. So now Michael asks her about their relationship, and Jan's like pumped. She's like, "You're here for a postmortem." She gets like all that serious, crazy yeah. look in her eyes, and she's like, "I'm in." Mm. So now we're back. Andy is showing pictures of a penis, and then a penis <laughs> with herpes on it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Everybody's grossed out about Like, this pizza. is, again, another point where I'm like, Andy, you made so much headway with me where you weren't being obnoxious and annoying. And this one just brought it all right back the to the forefront. Where, like, this episode is called Sex Ed, and I don't want to have anything to do with the sex ed part of He's it. He's a camp counselor, essentially, yeah. in this episode, like, explaining to kids, like... Yeah. And it, I mean, it does get kind of funny later on. I mean, there's then, one, he, there's like then a few he's lines. like, I'm going to show you guys how to put... Hold on, hold on, we'll get there, we'll get All there. All right. God. So then we go back, and Jan and Michael are talking, and Jan said um, that the reason they were together is because it was exciting, because they both knew it was wrong. And she's like, imagine if there's a princess and a queen and the princess gets with somebody below her station so that the queen gets upset. And he's like, am I the princess? She goes, no, I'm the princess and the queen. <laughs> he goes, I'm the guy with the station? <laughs> and then Astrid arrives. No, what? She, Yo. What does she call her? Assy. Assy. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's Assy. Assy. And she goes, how was school? This little girl. She turns into Oprah. And she's adorable, though. Yeah, but Jan's like doing that oh, Oprah yeah. thing. Well, then she how goes, was school? <laughs> she's like, what did you learn? And the girl goes, what did I learn? But I love because me and my our other brother... Uh, not Oz. Mm. We will go back and forth and do this whole scene. What did I learn? So creepy. And then just creepy. Then Jan, like the craziest fucking bullshit. You may have learned. And she's like tossing this it. girl off of her off of her lap. She's like shapes or blocks or clocks or colors. Oh, you might have learned. We're all just sisters and brothers. She's over the top. Yo, she's. Fucking insane. Like, she's like one of those broads you see at like a jazz cafe, Yo. like doing like the big, like, oh, she's like sitting on a piano. Fucking insane. <laughs> so now Michael just looks at her and she's like singing to her daughter and he just goes, I have her. Oh, that is the killer. That is the killer. <laughs> I fucking died when he did that because I almost feel like he took joy because yeah. he's like, You're putting me through hell. I'm just going to drop this bomb. <laughs> and Chan just looks at him like, What the fuck? <laughs> so now Michael starts doubting himself, like, Oh, driving in the car with Yeah, Glenn. he's yeah. like, what did I ever think? Like, Jan, I thought Jan was the one, or could have been one of the ones once. Like, the fuck My was favorite I thinking? Is Dwight turns to him, he goes, Jan is insane. Yeah. Like, even Dwight's alarms are going yeah. off, like, this woman's not right. Yeah, like, she's psychotic, <laughs> Fucking dude. hilarious. So now, we're back, and Andy is making a pro and cons list. About sex. About sex. And Kevin says, it feels amazing. It feels unbelievable. And Phyllis is like, being able to express your love physically is beautiful. And Angela's like grossed out. <laughs> and then uh, Creed says that the risk is what makes it thrilling. <laughs> um, and on the cons, it's STDs and unplanned pregnancies. And then Kelly goes, Jim and Pam, what? And then well, Kevin says, what did Kevin, Kevin says something really fucked up, like, you didn't want it. Oh, you know that she was an accident. Just admit it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. She was not an accident. She was a surprise. <laughs> yeah. And even Daryl's like, I'm sure they don't like not want their daughter, but you know. So they put unplanned pregnancy in the on pros. The, on the pros list. Yeah. So it's now, all just devolving. Dude, it's fucked up. So now Michael and Dwight 
uh, say Hel- Helene is next. Oh. They go and they approach like this 70 or 80 year old woman. In who a looks, park. Yeah. And, um, God. She is Helene a grandmother. Helene is nowhere near this age. No. <laughs> she looks like she's there with her great grandchildren <laughs> for fuck's sake. So now Helene is over on a blanket with Cece and she's like, Michael, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Uh, we go back and Andy's like, what's the best form of birth control, everybody? And they're like, oh, condoms. And Andy's like, no, it's abstinence. Mm. And that's when Daryl's like, oh, we're talking about trick questions. It's the safest way to go skiing. Don't go skiing. Mm. And everybody chuckles. And this is when Andy's like, no, uh, just in case some people are practicing abstinence. And he literally stares at Aaron and Gabe. And that's when Gabe gets like wise to this. He's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Gabe, Gabe is like, all right, I got this. Yeah. yeah. So then Andy says, I'm going to put a co- show you all how to put a condom on a pencil. And Stanley's like, a pencil? Oh, what Stanley, the fuck would you choose a we, pencil, We dude? get the very awesome Stanley laugh here, where he's just losing <laughs> his shit. So now, Michael... Um, hold on, hold on. Um, You're short-selling this whole thing. Ahead. Because they bring up the pencil... And Andy's like, well, I'm not going to use my penis. It's not even hard. Yeah. And, like, Jim's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Everybody's there. And, like, they keep making fun of Andy. Like, Oscar's yeah. like, what is wrong with you? Oh, yeah. And then Meredith says, shut the fuck up, pencil dick. Yeah, he calls him <laughs> And that's when Andy freaks out. He goes, I'm just trying to teach you all about sex ed. I'm trying to help you, Meredith. And he throws the pizzas yeah, at, at the, the wall. wall. Just Which had a lot of toppings on it. Yeah, I would eat that pizza. Holy shit. I love pizza. So now Michael is talking to Helene. She's like, just don't touch it. Like, it'll be fine. Just don't play with it. And she's like, he's like, why did we break up, Helene? And he's like, I I mean, or she goes, what did you think we were, Michael? He says, a quirky indie movie. You know, summer was over for you. (laughs) And Helene's like, you know what? Yeah, you are self-deluded. Did he mean that her, like, yeah, the summer? Okay, that's what I thought thought he was going for. Yeah, and she's like, you are self-deluded, dude. And he basically gets like a fuck you to Helene. Yeah. And he just leaves. So then we see Dwight and Michael arrive at a house. And you can see, like, balloons and shit. You walk in, he walks into the house and Carol is there. Carol Stills, right? Carol Stills. From season one. Yes. Or two. One, uh, yeah, two. Yeah. And um, Carol's like, he goes, I saw your sign outside. I thought I would stop in. She goes, oh, you sure you didn't call my office and only refer to yourself as my ex-lover? <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. It like, is. And that's his real life wife. Yeah. Which makes Nancy the Walls. contempt even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're back, and Gabe and Andy, and Gabe's like, I know that you're upset that I'm with Aaron. Like, you can't do this. And he's like, I asked you your permission. And he's like, yeah, I know. Why he should he have to ask Andy's permission? That to was a... ask her up because they had just broken up. Oh, he probably weird. didn't want to I guess to it's bro code. Yeah. And I wouldn't goes, ask permission. No, but he's like, yeah. Is it I, cool? I remember you how weirdly you said it and you said my good sir nothing would make me more happier than to hand you the hand of the hand once in my hand i remember because you were so weird about it and uh so now we're back and michael and carol and michael tells her that he has herpes after, well he asked her like you know did i make more of a yeah, about the romanticizing it like yeah. holly said and she's like what and he goes i have herpes and she goes you think that's herpes did you go to a doctor or anything and he's like well no and that's when she's like, you know what? Yeah, you are somebody who makes a bigger deal out of things. Like, you asked me to marry you on our fourth date. Diwali. Diwali, exactly. Great, good episode. And, like, she kind of just got into it. And he's, she's like, I believe in love at first sight, too, but we weren't in love at first sight. Like, At least I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And Michael's like, you know, I just, 
I don't know anymore. He's like super confused about everything. His life has been a lie. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so now Andy goes to Daryl and Andy's like in tears. Yeah, he's like crying. Yeah, and Daryl's like, man up, don't cry. Be your best self. And he's like, I have no idea what's doing, going on. That's my standard advice for everything. <laughs> Generic. So then Michael calls Holly back and leaves her a voicemail. He explains uh, his day and he's like, you know, I saw a lot of my ex-girlfriends today and every single one of them in my head were great. But the more I saw, the more of a freak show I saw. And he's like, you know, what we had was real. I never l- joked with them. They were never happy to hear from me. You were. I don't know why you're making less out of what we had, but it was real. Mm-hmm. And I may have herpes. Bye. <laughs> the fucking coup de gras. Like he just went up and put Amazing. a bullet in her head. Yeah. <laughs> so now this this end scene is a little... It's awesome. This is hilarious. I know. We talk about gay witch hunt all the time, and we're going back to it. So now we do. We do a callback. So Oscar, Mike, and uh, Daryl, Dwight, are in the office, and they ask Oscar if he has herpes. And Oscar's like, what the fuck? He's like, I talked to all of my ex-lovers except for you today. And he's like, we were never lovers. I like the way he words it. He goes... In, a, in the past, yeah. if you remember a certain conference room meeting where <laughs> I kissed you in a what was it, a show of gay solidarity yes. or something like that. I forget the exact wording, oh but it was God. something like that. Something yeah. really ham-fisted. So now they want a list of all of the men he's had sex with, and they start listing locations. Okay, like I got a few here. What do you got? The Democratic Convention, <laughs> um, a hole in the wall, a hole events, in the wall. Uh, firework celebrations... I have Moonlit Gondola yeah. and Electric Car Dealership. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. My God. <laughs> Fucking awesome. And the Swamp Behind the Mall or oh something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they literally go on for 30 seconds straight, which yeah. doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a it's lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, and Oscar just walks out. He's like, fuck you guys. These <laughs> are assholes. So, dude, what did you give this I gave episode? it a 4.3. I gave it a 4.0. Okay, we're on the same wavelength. Yes. Um, so, can I just say, Jan is a fucking superstar. She's fucking nuts. She is a fucking gift to this episode. Because she, she, the thing that I think is like underappreciated is that it's easy to play either crazy or stupid to a degree. Yeah. And I think Dwight does that on the show, like yeah. the kind of crazy eccentric thing. But she does it in this Joker-esque way where she's smiling and not she has no self-awareness well she does have a bit of self-awareness a bit but she doesn't understand the level of insanity yeah. that she has reached she's like in but denial but she's still able to function yeah at a high level at a high level she's the director she's a, of supply chain for a fucking hospital and she's a mother she's like a high functioning alcoholic yeah except she's fucking crazy <laughs> yeah with the crazy pills <laughs> and like she's kind of scene steals in the middle of this episode yo I want more of her I fucking love her I'd, I'd say the only downside that I had in this one was the God. I don't even know how to say it. Like the Andy, Stupidity. the Andy stuff was a little much because like he's doing it under the the entire time he's doing it under the guise of defending Meredith yeah. because of the way people are talking about her as being but an really outhouse. He's just doing it to doing it to get see, in with like, Aaron, which is no, no. He's doing it for another reason, which is even creepier. Yeah, to find out if they're to find out sex. if they're having sex. Like, why does it matter? Yeah, like. If it's two people doing something, like, I understand you're jealous, yeah. but, like, that's a little much. Like, if two people are together for, what do they say, three, four months or something Probably. like that? Probably. Chances are they've done a little more it's than kiss. It's over the summer. Yeah. 
So chances are they've done a little more than kiss, and it's just like kind of creepy. Like you want to be the guy who takes her virginity? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? That's really weird, and like it kind of gives you a bad taste. Yeah. I still give it four three, which is really high. I've been really high all this season so far. Yeah, but it's season deserved seven it. Strong as fuck. It's dude. deserved it, I, and I don't know what it's. There's only one episode I know of in this season, and that is based on a season two episode of a movie script. Threat level midnight. That is the only I've seen. I've seen that episode. I know that's in season seven. I don't know when. I don't know where it's coming. But like, I know that that's probably going to be a very highly rated episode. Yes. If it's what I remember, I remember some of it. <laughs> but um, like, this episode was just funny. Like Kevin and Kelly ripping Jim and Pam for their yeah. their bastard. Oh my god! <laughs> like she was. They were married when she was born. No, but it was, was out of it was conceived out of what. All I think of is when I was a kid. When I hear the word bastard. Okay, so you watched wrestling with me when I was a kid. In 1999, the Big Show mm. and the Big Boss Man had a feud. Now, this was during... Boss Man was like the biggest asshole in the world. He mm-hmm. gu- he killed a guy's dog and cooked it and fed it to him. Like something out of a mobster movie. Like, yeah. But he was like a piece of trash. And then he found out like the Big Show's dad was dying. So he did this investigative work where he's like, You're a bastard! You're a nasty bastard! And your mama said so! Oh and he God. did this sketch where the, it was the Big Show's dad's funeral. <gasps> And the big boss man shows up in, like, the Bluesmobile, like, the cop oh car. Oh, my God. And he runs over Big Show, <gasps> hooks up the casket to, with a chain, and starts dragging it through the cemetery. And Big Show jumps on it. It's, like, surfing on it for a bit before he Yo, falls there off. are no fucking rules oh, with fucking, wrestling. You know, the funny thing How is, many funerals have they crashed? I don't know about funerals. <laughs> uh, that's the one that stands out. I mean, there's been marriage. The weddings always many, happen. There's been several caskets and oh, casket matches. Yeah, but like when I hear bastard, I think of Big Show going, "You're a nasty bastard," and your mama said so. Oh my <laughs> it's god, the fucking best. Oh my god. But anyway, that's off topic. This yeah. show was great. Yeah, no, Jan stole the fucking show, and she really did. Assy. Assy. She calls her daughter. Assy. Did you learn about shapes or blocks or clocks? Or colors, or you might have learned we're all just sisters and brothers. And that's the one thing she does is when she sings in this episode, she always tails off like the <laughs> really syllables. High. The syllables eat each other. Yeah, and it's just like noises at one point. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like, when she was doing the, like, put the bacon in the pan and fry it. So that's when Dwight's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love it. The best part of this episode seriously was Dwight going, "She's insane." <laughs> Because his eyes get big and everything, yeah, like he's, he's like, driving. Dude, no, she's like actually insane, Ugh. and he's fucking lives with Moe's. Like <laughs> he went into that store last week with the beet juice on his hands. <laughs> Jan's <sighs> insane, anything, clinically insane. Anything else you want to talk about? Actually, there's one thing I want to mention. One thing that I've enjoyed this season mm-hmm. is that they really, and I mean, I guess they had no other option with the way the storyline has gone on for mm-hmm. this long. Jim and Pam have been de-escalated mm. as characters. Like, they are no longer main... They're not, like, I think the Andy, forefront. Andy has, like, replaced Jim, which is sad. Well, but somehow it's worked. Re- it's no, worked so the far. The whole reason, I think, honestly, is because he did The Hangover. That came out around this well, time. Well, oh, that was something I should have brought up last week that I did not in the... F- so, the beginning of Season 7, I think this is the first time that Ed Helms is actually in the opening credits. Mm. They redid the opening credits. He's like a main cast member all of a sudden. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- th- was The Hangover 2010? I thought it was earlier. For some Well, reason- that's what I mean. I think that it came out 
And then this season... So then he became a big star in demand. He started doing the vacation and Cedar Rapids and Jeff mm-hmm. Who Lives at Home and all that shit. Yeah. So, okay. But Hangover came out 2009. That totally syncs up. Because this is what, mm-hmm. late 2010 this season? Yeah. So yeah, that totally syncs up. Um, so that was their way of keeping him on the show. Probably. We'll give you more money and put you your main cast member now. Yeah, you you and BJ Novak could be in the fucking opening credits. Still don't get that one. But yeah, so I think that's why Andy has supplanted Jim, essentially, as a top character on the show. Which I'm not complaining about, because like, too much of Jim and Pam has happened, and it has bothered me. Oh, come on, you're going to tell me there hasn't been too much of them on some shows? No. Where they're doing the thing now where like they're together and they're still joking in that yeah and they have their baby it's like not overkill it's yeah. just enough and that's like what we talked about last I week i don't think they were ever overkill but i think it's they like were. a natural progression where like it's almost like your group of friends they're in the honeymoon you stage you always <laughs> hang out and then slowly as you get older less and less hanging out less and less until it's just you and your nuclear family I don't think it's always like that. I mean, for single people. Typically. For single people. Like, once you get in a relationship, some things fall by the wayside. That's what I mean. But I mean, like, then you have cookouts, couple. and you're like, come on over on the weekend. We're going to have the kids play in the pool and shit. Sure. <laughs> okay, anyway. Moving on. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No. Jan, like, I just... Girl crush MVP. on the insanity of Jan. She, like, oh, brought this know, episode up how in are full we not, letter grade. How are we it? not talking about Michael? Because this was like a big episode for growth. You know, like we just kind of brushed that aside. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Jan stole the show, man. I don't know what to tell (laughs) you. So you you don't even want to talk about Michael leaving the message to Holly? No, he, I think he's always held a flame for Holly, but he also was kind of just like, there's no way. But he kind of just stands up for himself. Like, no, what we had was real. For them, but he realizes he fucked up with the other ones. Yeah. Well, he also, like, he admits it. He's like, I, like... Always remembered them really fondly, but then today I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're the only one that really ever liked me for me. Mm-hmm. And he liked her back. Yeah. So, I mean, we got, I mean, obviously something's going to happen because Joe dropped that nugget at the end yeah. of season six and he's contacting her and everything. Yep. So something, something's going to break, whether well, it's good or bad. Something. Yeah. So we'll prepare for that. Yes. But, so what are we doing next week? So next week we have episode five, The Sting, and episode six, costume contest oh halloween episode yep i hope it's not a letdown like some of the ones in the past have been but... no i think it's gonna be a good one all right so guys that'll wrap up this week however in the meantime subscribe to the show subscribe to the Ginny position where you can find us every monday yes. as well as other great content uh if you want to get in touch with us you can email us at brother sister rewatch at gmail.com we'll get back to you soon hell we'll even read it on the show yep and also you can Follow Reach us. out to us on Twitter yeah. at Brosis Podcast. We'll follow back because we're follow back oh, whores. We are whores for a follow back. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that about everything, right? Yeah. Share the show around. We'd greatly appreciate that, too. Yeah. All right. So, I guess we'll catch you all on down the road. Thanks, guys.
kiss. <laughs>